Yeah, big nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! This is Rhett from the Cannon Fire Podcast, and I am so excited to tell you guys about our newest sponsor, the East Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks are a Florida nonprofit organization sponsoring youth cheerleading for ages 5 to 15 and full contact football teams for ages 5 to 14. Right now, registration is open and teams are looking for athletes and cheer coaches. Register now, but hurry, teams are filling up fast. Climb aboard and join the crew. Fire the cannons and go Bucks. Somewhat painful last seven and a half months since the Buccaneers last stepped on a football field. And Evan, you're not going to believe me, but when I say this, we're about four weeks away from Bucks football. Are we not? They're going to be they're going to be taking the field August 9th yep. against the Pittsburgh Steelers in their first ounce of preseason action. Yep, less than a month, and I'll be there. Alright. But I'm excited. So with all of that being said, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. We are here with you today for episode 60. We've got an action-packed show lined up for you. It's been a little while since we've talked, but hopefully we'll make up for that today. So as I mentioned, Bucks football right around the corner. And uh, here at CFP, we are... Unofficially, officially kicking off our 2019 season of Buccaneers coverage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, here it is. You're going to see some more content from here on out throughout the rest of the 2019 season. It's a new year, and we are very, very excited. Welcome back to the show. If you're new around here, I am your host, Rhett. Joined alongside me, as always, my good buddy and co-host, Mr. Bucks Football, Evan. And, uh, Evan, how you doing today, man? Doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh I'm just really excited. <laughs> like like I know we haven't recorded in a while. I know schedules have conflicted and we haven't really been able to get on here and vent about this team in a while, but I'm more excited now than I have been all off season because I, I just come to the realization that in less than a month, man, in two weeks, yep. these guys will be in training camp. Mm-hmm. We'll get to see what they're all about, and we'll get to see how everyone does come the preseason. Cause I mean, you know, preseason games don't matter, but it's nice to see your team do good. And you want to see guys like Devin white, other rookies that were signed just recently. You want to see those guys do well. So, uh, so yeah, man, <laughs> another big reason we haven't put a show out lately is it's, it's been a pretty slow time for news. Um, I think from here until training camp, it is still going to be a pretty slow time for news. You're not going to see any more splash signings. We're past that. It's over. Well, you'll see some guys traded, and we'll get to that in a minute. 
but what we do here on CFP is we try to bring you up to speed on everything Bucks news. It has been a slow time for Bucks news, but we do have some stories for you. First and foremost, Buccaneers cornerback starting is, I don't know, that's to be debated. Mm-hmm. But Buccaneers cornerback Ryan Smith has been suspended the first four games of a season for violating the NFL policy on performance-enhancing substances. So, uh, I don't know what he was doing, but he wound up getting suspended four games. Smith is eligible to participate in all off-season and preseason practices and games. He will be allowed to return to the team September 30th, following the team's week four game at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and before we jump into this, we just got to clarify, this is something the Bucks knew before the draft, right? They just decided this was the week to lay it on us? Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, Greg had basically said that. The, the Bucks had known about this for a while because a lot of people were saying, oh, now that Ryan Smith might be out of the picture, maybe you can bring in a guy like Morris Claiborne. Um, the only way I can see a guy like Morris Claiborne being on the team is if one like Hargraves or Carlton Davis, if one of those guys goes down and then if they're out long term, then I could see it. But, yeah, the, the Bucks didn't sign Morris Claiborne knowing Ryan Smith was going to get suspended, so... When he's officially suspended, I don't know why they would anyway. Right, and that's something else to think about too. You know, those two names you brought up, Vernon Hargraves and Carlton Davis, they're going to be coming back this year. I'm more confident in both of those guys starting than I am over Ryan Smith. So when you look at, I mean, you look at him being suspended, it's not exactly a big blow to the cornerback position. It hurts because it's nice to have depth out there. And it hurts the special teams as well because he's he's a very special teams player. Um that's one thing he doesn't get a lot of credit for, and he, he is. He's he's a really good special teams player. Uh, yeah. that, that, that 2016 unit that the Bucks threw out there with um, Ryan Smith, Josh Robinson, and uh, Russell Shepard, that was one of the, the best units uh, yeah. cover, it, cover, uh, in, in the league that year. So Yeah, and, and that's... Teams will be missed way more than in the cornerback room. And that's what I was going to bring up, too, was just that stint where, like, the Bucks. Special teams was pretty underrated for a while. Yeah, you know they they were they were making plays, they were making highlights. There's one in particular. I know there were a few that year, um, mm-hmm. but there's one in particular you think of. I don't remember. I know you said Russell Shepard, um, Ryan Smith, of course, part of that unit. But it, it was like the uh, I want to say it was Ryan Smith lateraled it backwards, but Brian Anger pinned it inside the five. They got a good bounce, grabbed it at the goal line, and he like Michael Jackson style fell into the end zone and tossed it behind him. Yeah, right. they. Uh, yeah, it was Josh Robinson and Ryan Smith were going for the ball. It was against the Saints. Um, Ron, uh, Josh Robinson and Ryan Smith were going for the ball. Ball pops up in the air. Robinson couldn't get to it. Smith standing like rolling the one. Let's say like this is the one. This is the pen. This is the one yard line. <laughs> this is the right plus there. of having the video portion of the podcast. You get some cool. uh, visual representation here. <laughs> So he's standing like right there. He laterals it back as he's falling down, and Alan Cross catches it around the one. So oh yeah, that was a dope play. Hey, pretty exciting play for that for that uh, season. But yeah, I mean, like you said, having depth is always good, especially in the cornerback room where there could be some injuries. Um, and and maybe they do add a guy, but but right now they're gonna get a look at these guys in training camp, or at least of one or two preseason games before they do anything. Um, Smith. Smith may not even make the team um, because now, like they can, you know, they can cut him and save two million dollars if he doesn't make the team. So uh, I, I think 
what's going to de determine his fate is obviously because he is allowed to participate in training camp and play in the preseason. Okay, uh, that he is just like James Winston last year. He's allowed to to do all that stuff, um, but he's not once the preseason game ends. Once that last preseason preseason game ends, he's got to go. So important for him, he has to have a good camp and preseason himself. But also, guys like Jamel Dean, if a guy like Jamel Dean starts to step up, that could mean trouble for Ryan Smith. Well, and you you look at uh, you look at Sean Bunting as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I look at Sean Bunting as more of almost locked into that starting nickel role. You know, I'm talking about like the fourth corner because if you're if you're thinking about it, you got Carlton Davis and Vern Hargraves, and then Sean Murphy Bunting, right? So the next one would be either Jamel Dean or Ryan Smith. So, I mean, I believe they got a few other guys. Devontae Harris they have. Uh, he could be the fifth or sixth guy. But if Jamel Dean is really just doing that, if, if he's being productive in, in camp and, and in preseason and Ryan Smith is not Smith, even though he's suspended to four games, he could still find himself uh, cut. Um, and right. And that's a pretty good reason why. But well, um, And I, yeah, remember, I remember last offseason, too, well, last preseason now, we yeah. talked about Ryan Smith was under a microscope as well. He had to have a good preseason. He wasn't. He and he, you know, he found a way to stick around, but he's the type of guy who's who's been bad more than he's been good. So yeah. the pressure is definitely on, and facing that four-game suspension is not going to do him any favors. But before we move on from that, we have a statement from Buccaneers general manager Jason Light. He says, we are disappointed that Ryan will be unavailable for the first four games of the season. We do extensive training and education for our players regarding the league's uh, policies, but ultimately each individual is responsible for what they put in their body. So the most cookie-cutter answer you're going to get, Jason Light isn't going to, you know, throw any hot takes out there for us to run with. So unfortunate, but we'll do what we can, adapt, and react. All right, some other news for you. The Buccaneers signed a veteran offensive lineman, and a lot of people – already know this news, but when I first heard the news, I was like, all right, because my headline was Bucks signed veteran offensive lineman. Uh, the Bucks have signed veteran offensive lineman Josh Lastname. And I say Josh Lastname because I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Evan, we talked about this before we started the show, and like I haven't seen any other Bucks outlet talk about this guy. <laughs> Josh Loribius, I want to say? Uh, that's probably Loribius? Darrell Rivas. <laughs> well, all you need Dr. to know Darrell. about all you need to know about this guy is that Josh Last Name was a third round draft pick by the Washington Redskins in 2012. He also played for the Philadelphia Eagles and most recently the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he's just a solid, experienced backup guy. That's yeah. that's what he's going to be. I think if he makes the roster, we'll see. If he makes the roster, but the biggest movement you're going to see. Um, is Earl Watford maybe transitioning into a role where Alex Kappel couldn't, you know, like, I, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of movement on this offensive line. It's a unit that's set. It is one of the highest paid in wow. football. So it is what it is. It, I, you I, either sink or swim right now. And coaching is uh, something we go back to, but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off three times. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I think they might end up adding a, a better offensive lineman if they start to get a look in training camp and in preseason games and they don't think Alex Kappa is ready. 
and let's say they kind of really don't want Earl Watford starting. Let's say they just, they just want him as that like rotational guy. Yeah, but he came here to take jobs, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's why you paid him the big bucks, right? Um, the whole one year, $1 million or whatever he's making. Um, but, I mean, you know, their Chance Warmack is, is still a free agent. Uh, he's with the Eagles, I believe, last year. Uh, he, was a, he was a pretty high pick, like a second-round pick, I think, of the Titans. Um, the, the one time, so uh, the one time to, to, in the draft. Um, so, and then also uh, John Sullivan, I believe his name is. I, I think he might be a free agent. He was with the Rams last year. Uh, but those are two options. And also, you got to look at the trade market. Um, you know, a lot of people have brought up that in 2014, before the last preseason game, like a few days before the last preseason game, the Bucks had traded for Logan Mankins. And that was a very good move because Magnus was here for two seasons. He was a very good offensive lineman and a good leader. Um, maybe the Bucks do that again. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Jason Light's been known to maybe add a guy at the end of the preseason towards the end. Uh, 2017, TJ Ward after TJ Ward cut. Uh, 20 last year, uh, when Colin Nassib was put on waivers, the Bucks picked them up all waivers. So I think that it's a real possibility that uh, Jason Light would add a piece uh, towards the end of the preseason, uh, and particularly, I would say, should be a right guard because that that that's their biggest weakness right now. So yeah. if they were if they were to add a piece, I would bet that's going to be a right guard. So we can talk about adding a guy last minute. You know, that's no problem. But as we kind of transition into the preseason and what this team is going to look like, one question on a lot of people's minds is when the hell is Devin White going to get signed? Mm -hmm. Every other rookie has been signed. Our first-round draft pick, linebacker out of LSU, you guys might have heard of him. Uh, he has not been signed to a deal yet. Now, we talked about this, I believe, back in May, early May. Um, you know, the Bucks have until right around the preseason. So they're going to make it happen, but we, we've yet to hear anything. Uh, do you have any updates or uh, any thoughts? I currently do not. Uh, I, you know, I, I get this question a lot, and, and basically every time I get it, I answer the same. It's going to happen. It's, and uh, I always, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not scared. Let me throw that out there, too. I'm not – it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a matter of, of when, not if. Um, I would say it's going to be sometime within the next two weeks because um, he can't – I don't think he can perform a training camp activities if he's not signed by the two weeks so right now basically the hold up of what i'm guessing i don't really have any sources on this uh the salary and stuff that's all fine uh right now i believe they're probably working on the fine print like the details some things he can't do some things he can do uh the fifth year option details how the the exact amount of dollars is in the third year or something like that like the itsy bitsy details um of the deal so yeah, it should be hammered out within the next two weeks and probably right after this podcast is done. You know? Yeah, really. We'll get the notification at uh, 1030. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. But, yeah, don't worry about that. Uh, Devin White will be, will be playing, will be participating in training camp. So, uh, yeah, don't worry about that. There's also, I mean, Nick Bose is not signed. Uh, Josh Jacobs just signed. Who else? Uh, Daniel Jones isn't signed. Um, there, there, there's, there's a few more people 
uh, that that haven't been signed yet, and um, you know, I I, I wouldn't worry about it too much, but uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll let you guys know when that news comes, and it'll probably be within the next. I would say not even two weeks. I'd say within the next week. Absolutely, that's what we do here at CFP. We try to bring you the best in Buccaneers news, and uh, that's pretty much all we got. So we're gonna transition now. Try to bring you the best news, but. <laughs> We love to bring you some news, but we don't have any more news. So to fill the content of the rest of the show, we know we've been gone a while. We know things have kind of been slow around not only us, but the rest of the Bucks podcast realm. Everybody's kind of getting the wheels turning. And, and let me say this. We try to put out a decent amount of content throughout the offseason. You know, I, I think we try to not let ourselves go a whole month without uploading a show. But big shout out and big credit to the guys who – are putting the work in during the off season and they're doing shows two or three times a week. Um, you know, I, my Twitter's blowing up right now because we got tagged in this thing about the Bucks podcast community. And that's something we've never really mentioned before, but it, it's true. I mean, the community of Bucks podcast, it, it baffles me that some people can say that there's too many with a team that hasn't been to the playoff. And I'm, I'm ripping this from the original tweet itself, but, with a team that hasn't been to the playoff in 12 years, that hasn't stopped this community of fans, and, and that is 100% awesome. So everybody's here to help everybody out. But, again, just a big shout-out to the guys who have uh, kept you guys informed during the offseason. And if you listen and to I'm, us, we appreciate you. And, you know, it's good because you don't have you don't have to like us, right? Um, you know, you don't have to like the Peter Report guys. You don't have to like the guys that Joe Bucks fan, but – uh, you don't you don't have to like the guys at Real Bucks Talk or you know any of those guys, but um, Locked On Bucks, a lot of them. Uh, you don't have to like those guys, and it's okay because even if you don't, you'll still have a bunch of stuff to listen to. So it's not like we're the only show in town. It's not like Pewter Report's the only show in town. Uh, there's a lot of different things with a lot of different personalities, and uh, yeah, just uh, we're gonna try to to be the best. We're gonna try to be the best podcast, obviously, because what type of show we'd be if we weren't going to try to be the best, but um, it's we're, we're facing some pretty stiff competition. So oh, yeah. uh, give those give those guys a, a, a check if you guys haven't. Uh, Pewter Report has done a great job. Uh, they recently actually had Bruce Arians on their show, uh, which not going to happen here. Just going to let you guys know. <laughs> we got Keith Tandy three months ago. We're good now for guests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, and you never you never know. Oh, if there's going to be a surprise guest every now and then, you never know. So absolutely, but and yep. One more thing, you had brought up. Uh, you had brought up Real Bucks Talk. There are a lot of great podcasts, but let's take a minute and plug. You might see the logo down at the bottom of the screen. The Bucks Report Podcast Network. This is a new podcast network on a somewhat new Buccaneers website. If you don't already know, we are hosted over at BucksReport.com. But they have got a great selection of shows and a lot of really, really good shows. Uh, Evan, like you said, you brought up Real Bucks Talk. They are on there along with us on the podcast network, the Buckball Podcast, the Red Flag Podcast, and really one of the biggest YouTube Buccaneers podcasts there is, Gene, with Buck What You Heard. So shout out to all those guys. Make sure you check them out. But the wide yeah. array opinion, the wide array of opinions and a lot of different voices to be heard – Definitely makes for some entertaining content. So I'm glad we're in this community. And uh, thank you to everyone who's listening up until this point. So with all of that being said, I know I kind of dragged that out a lot. <laughs> Let's transition into our next segment, 
we have got some questions that we gathered from you guys. But, so, we don't have, we wish we had news. We don't have news, but we do have fans you who do have questions, and we have answers, if you can follow along. <laughs> yeah, so we'll give you answers one way or another. So we're going to be answering some questions here. We have got some great ones lined up. And, uh, Evan, if you're ready, I'm ready. We're going to come out of the gate here with a heater. It's a very dire situation. This comes from our friend Cannon Coverage on Instagram. He says, gun to your head. You need to cut just Mike Evans, OJ, or OJ and Godwin. Okay, gun to your head. You need to cut just Mike Evans or OJ Howard and Chris Godwin. What do you do? So, just Mike Evans or OJ Howard and Chris Godwin, both of them. Yeah. I, I think I know what I'll do. You look See, like you're deliberating. When you when, when you sent that to me, I originally read it as Mike Evans, OJ Howard, or Chris Godwin. And you got to cut one. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Uh, probably you out. Know, you don't really get too many elite talents, so yeah, I'm probably gonna cut OJ and Chris Godwin. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna keep Mike Evans. He's on pace to be one of the best receivers ever. So yeah, I mean he's already the best Buccaneers receiver ever. We know that, but that's interesting because the way I was thinking about it. Mike Evans is an elite talent. He's a top five wide receiver in the NFL. He's a team player. He's a fantastic player for the Buccaneers organization. He is probably the face of our franchise, if we're being honest here. But OJ and Chris Godwin, I think realistically Chris Godwin has potential to be a number one receiver. I think he has... Not five receiver. You seriously think he's going to be a top five receiver? No, not a top five receiver. Okay. No, 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 not in the league, but I'm talking number one receiver on the team. Yeah, well, he's never going to be number one receiver on the team. Because... With Mike Evans here. Yeah, exactly. So that's why if I cut Mike Evans, uh, God. Chris Godwin can be number one in O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard can play receiver, too. Exactly. We'll line him he, up in the slot. He'll bulldoze he, people. He, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it That's one of those things that's like I wouldn't want to have to do that ever. I want to keep all of those guys here for the rest of their careers, but – that's tough, and, and, and my my gut told me as soon as I read the question that I got to keep OJ and Chris Godwin, and I don't know why. Maybe it's the numbers thing. Math wasn't always my strong point, but last I remember, two players is better than one player. Yeah, hey, well, it all depends. <laughs> uh, you know, are you talking? Are you talking like like EJ Biggers and Leonard Johnson versus you know? Uh, Carlton Davis, but I'll take Carlton Davis or those two. So, <laughs> context with the two players is better than one player. Right? Yeah. Ah, oh, that's an interesting one, man. That that was a that was a rough first question. That really set the tone. So hopefully we can, hopefully we can uh, answer the rest of these a little better. The comments, guys, let us know what you would do. Let us know. Oh, yeah. uh, would you if you, if you had to choose, cut either Mike Evans or. Cut OJ Howard and Chris Godwin. Choose, all right? Yeah, man. Tweet at us. Get us on Instagram. Comment right here on YouTube. Next question. This comes from Matthew QM on Instagram, and it's uh, regarding the big star OJ Howard I just mentioned, our starting slot receiver in three years. Um, will OJ ever stay healthy? And I, it's a pretty vague question. You know, it, it's a question that's like a yes or no. But I, I, I wanted to talk about it because the Buccaneers. 
trainers, the Buccaneers health and wellness trainers, have been brought up in question quite a few times, mm. I'd say over the past five years. Because we've had injuries linger and go on longer. You think of Quan Alexander. You think of a lot of guys who like re-aggravated their injuries and were just gone a lot longer than we expected. And I feel like we saw that more than we should have. I don't want to assume that a new coaching staff means you're going to get new trainers, but is I mean, is that what that means? I, I I'm pretty sure that there's a and I I'm not he might not have gotten rid of everybody, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot of a new training staff. And that's what I'm thinking too. You know, this was when you bring in a new coach, a new staff, things like that. You're gonna you're gonna clear house with a lot of different people. Yeah, but he's gonna be able to want to trust his own doctors, right? Like, like if if Todd Bowles asks the trainer if this guy's ready to go, he wants to be able to trust him. So if he's a guy that he's Bowles or Arians isn't really familiar with, I don't see how you can trust him. So I would assume that when a coaching change happens, the coaches have trainers. Right, yeah, it's something that's not really talked about a lot, but let's just assume that it does, right? With every new coach, you get new trainers, new health guys, whatever. So, the Buccaneers doctors and trainers have been brought up in question in the past. You can only assume that a new staff brought in by B.A., a guy who, you know, has forgotten more football than we could ever know. Yeah. You think the training, you think the medical staff is going to be a little better and be able to keep them healthy, right? I I, I want to say that. You know, the, the big thing with me, uh, a lot of people bring this up. I said to draft O.J. Howard in your fantasy draft, right? Just do it. And a lot of people said, well, you know, I don't know if I'd do that because he, he can't play 16 games. And I look at that as, yes, he has finished on IR the past two seasons. The first year, I feel like if they were in a playoff push, he could have played another game or two. Uh, and the, the second year, I feel like two. None of these injuries were ACLs. Like, none of these injuries were were major injuries. They were lingering injuries that did hurt, and it would have impacted his play, yes. But if they were in contention, I feel like it'd be more like he'd actually try to play. Right. Um, He's not trying, but... um, So, I'm not really concerned about his health. I think he's going to play a full 16 games this year. And even if he doesn't, the Bucs have a great backup plan and camera break, so... Absolutely. Um, that's the least of my concerns with O.J. Howard. Right. I just bring it up. It's an interesting talking point. I brought up the medical staff because, you know, you want to assume they're going to be better. And, and I think that's going to play a bigger role than maybe some people would expect or even know. Because, like we said, it is something that isn't really talked about. But an interesting question from Matthew QM. Now, staying on the topic of injuries, which is never good. We have got a question from Mancer Man on Instagram. He says, do you think we will get decent pressure on a quarterback with JPP out? I think so. Well, you know, if if you guys have listened to the show since JPP got in his accident, that's the one thing that's worried me is uh, where is the pass rush going to come from? And, you know, it's a lot of – I feel like this season – it could either go really good or it's going to go really bad because I feel like a lot of it is you hear the word hope a lot. The Bucks hope that Tyro Santos or Matt Gay steps up and takes a career job. The Bucks hope that Bruce Arians will turn around James Winston. The Bucks hope that Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones will take that next step. If you don't have hope, what do you got? 
the Bucks. What, what, not that's just too much hope, man. You know, the the Bucks hope that with better coaching, they they don't have to make barely any changes to an offensive line that was horrible last year. But right. with that, they hope that it'll be better. They hope that the pass rush will be better. When you just lost a guy with twelve and a half sacks last year, I mean, you didn't cut him or anything, but it's an unfortunate injury, and they hope that Carl Nassib keeps developing, and they hope that Jack Barrett just was under the a cloud of Von Miller in, in Denver. So right? what you're saying is that there's – and, I mean, I can see exactly where you're coming from. I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, but what you're saying is that there's nothing definitive about this Bucks team other than Mike Evans being an elite wide receiver. Mike, Mike Evans being an elite wide receiver um, – and Levante David being an elite linebacker. That's the; those are the only two things that are definite on this Buccaneers team. And from from my point of view, uh, Chris Godwin. Everybody says, "Oh yeah, you know, he might not be the best number two wide receiver in the world. I think he will be very good, but I'm just saying, you know, don't be shocked if, if it doesn't work out. You know, uh, OJ Howard." I think O.J. Howard is probably another one of the definite that if he stays healthy, I think um, he's going to be one of the best. Um, but, yeah, there's just a lot of hope. So to answer that question, it does concern me. Uh, uh, where is your sacks coming from? It's going to have to come from Carl Nassib, Shaq Barrett, and uh, you're going to have to blitz a lot, which leaves your corners on an island, and you have nothing but young corners. So uh, that does concern me a, a good bit. I got you. I got you. I don't exactly agree with you. I mean, I can see exactly where you're coming from on the Chris Godwin thing. I think we sit a little different on that. But, hey, we embrace diversity on the show. I think he will be. He'll be a good number two receiver. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that you. I can't sit here and say he will definitely be the best, a good number two receiver. I can't do it. No, you don't. You don't think you don't think him staying healthy all season can be can be a good number two receiver. Definitely, he can. I I will not say definitely will. He can. I won't say will. I'm not saying gonna say he will be. I'm gonna say he can be. Like I think he can be. And I I honestly I if I'm expecting him kinda to be, but. It wouldn't. I'm not gonna say he's always oh, definite. Like, oh, Mike Evans elite, yeah, definitely, right? Like, I don't like Mike Evans had a down year like two, three years ago and still had over a thousand yards. Like, that's like a definite, like right? All right. Obviously, injuries don't count for none of this. You can't predict injuries. So, uh, um, like Mike Evans, that's a definite. Levante David, I think that's a definite. OJ Howard, if he stays healthy, that's that's a definite for me. Chris Godwin. I haven't seen enough of him, at number two receiver, this neck last year to say that definitely went, went, you know, I hope so, but I, I haven't seen enough. That That's the biggest thing with me. I haven't seen enough. So No, I get you. We've gotten way off topic with this question. So, Rhett. No, you're good, man. How this defensive line is going to get sacked without their top pass rusher. And the next pass rusher, I believe, got six sacks. Oh, the other thing they're hoping, they're hoping that with a new coaching staff, Noah Spence turns it around. Um, Noah Spence is my guy, but I don't know. It's a lot of hope to be putting in a one season. Yeah. I see exactly where you're coming from. I, I, I honestly do. It just, damn, that made for a good discussion. All right. So <laughs> well, The biggest thing, I'm, one last thing. You know, you're not going to hear too many Super There may be one or two things on a Super Bowl contending team that they say, 
oh, I hope this happens. Right. I no, hope, I, hope, I hope the right side of the line is all right. Because if that's all right, we're going to be rolling. Mm-hmm. With the Bucks, six or seven things. That's a lot. Yeah. You, you yeah, hope James Winston is good. If he's not, you're going to suck. You hope that the offensive line is good. If it's not, you're going to suck. Yeah. Well, the job of Bruce Arians coming in here is hopefully to turn those hopeful oh. things into definite <laughs> things. So let's hope that he can hope. definitely do that this year. I don't have a show. Hope. <laughs> we'll call hope. it the hope episode. So hope. transitioning on to our next question. Uh, this one involves a guy that I cannot stand when I see him take the field. I hate this guy with every fiber in my being when I see him step onto a football field. You know why? <laughs> because he always finds a way to kick our ass. And you know who I'm talking about? Uh, wait, can I guess? I'll give you three guesses. I feel like you can guess because I've brought him up before. Three guess. You brought, um, He's in our division. division. Like this current show you brought him up? Uh, not this current show, no, but I've brought him up in the past about how much I hate seeing him step onto a field. He's in our division. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of the questions I got. Oh, God. Alvin Kamara. Uh, no. He's up there, but no. Christian McCaffrey. Nope. He's not a running back. He's not. He. What? Cam Newton. Oh, well, Cam Newton's top of the list by default. Uh, but the guy I'm talking about plays on the same team as Alvin Kamara, and his name is Taysom Hill. Ah. I cannot stand. I cannot stand. I know what question you're talking about now, but I wouldn't have yeah. <laughs> So this next question involving Taysom Hill comes from JLD5413 on Instagram. He says, will Nick Fitzgerald develop into the Bucks version of Saints Taysom Hill. Now, a lot of people might be like, who the hell is Nick Fitzgerald? Uh, Nick Fitzgerald is the undrafted free agent the Buccaneers picked up. He plays quarterback out of Mississippi State. This is an interesting question because it's been posed before, and we have seen that Nick Fitzgerald is prepared to embrace yeah. diversity, is yeah. how it was put. So... We talk about the evolution of the NFL and the way games are played. Um, we talk about positions that don't even have names yet, like Taysom Hill. Yep. So, with the talent this guy has, I I don't know. I mean, if he makes the team, you know, have they? Do we know if, anything about what they've tried with him? If they're ready to embrace diversity, if he makes a team, I think that's a pretty good sign that they have some like Taysom Hill like plans for him. Um, if people don't know Taysom Hill, um, if you watch a Saints game, he's probably going to come in at least once or twice <laughs> he's, in the game. He's the no he's matter- the second quarterback for the Saints. Yeah, pretty much. Like, well, second with Teddy Bridgewater, but um, so basically, Taysom Hill is a guy who's just an extremely athletic guy. Not the best quarterback, honestly. Uh, <laughs> he's like a Lamar Jackson. He's just oh, don't hate my guy Lamar like that. <laughs> Jackson's a good quarterback. No, um, so Taysom Hill is just super athletic. He can catch the ball. He can he blocked a punt against the Bucks last year. Yeah, man. That whole freaking game around, they would have won that game had he not blocked that punt. That that's um, the play that made me hate him so bad, because I've always recognized him as a guy who can make a play when he's on the field. He does. 
I'll, yeah, I'll it, it, it's pretty much every time. Yeah. And so yeah. I saw him line up, and I'm like, something's going to happen here. He's going to block the kick or somebody else is. And uh, lo and behold. Yeah, so the Saints put him out in a lot of different things. And Nick Fitzgerald is sort of like the same way. Like, he can do a lot of things. He can obviously throw the ball. Um, and a lot of people brought the question, like, well, teams are going to start doing it. That That's no doubt. Teams are going to try and find their own Taysom Hill. Um, it's a copycat league, and that's just how it's going to go. Um, so a lot of people are saying Nick Fitzgerald could be the Bucks taking Hill, and it's possible. But um, they might try out a few things in the preseason, I think. Uh, but other than that, I mean, if he makes the team, that shows that tells me that they have plans for a Taysom Hill-like thing for him. Right. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, you got Jameis Winston, Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Griffin probably making the roster. So if you're going to carry a fourth quarterback, I think that means you got plans to use him everywhere. So we'll, yeah. we'll... It's definitely interesting, something that's brought up. You know, like you said, it is a copycat league. The way things are evolving, we have really come a long way since the Wildcat formation. Yeah. So <laughs> we've got a few more questions. Let me see here. I got them all out of order. Here we go. Yeah. This is probably the best question I got. Yeah. This comes from our boy Randy Ram 81. Now, Randy Ram is a good friend of the show. Uh, Randy Ram won our Bucks flag giveaway, and he lives up in New Jersey. So I was able to box that up, send it to him, and he reps it up there proudly. So, Randy, here is your question, dude. And this is something I had to sit on. I know I'm teasing the shit out of it, but this is something I had to sit on. Like, I had to, I had to really think about this. Uh... His question is, do you think players in free agency look at Tampa as a place they can really change, or do they see it as a vacation spot? And it's interesting to think about, because we've brought up that this team hasn't been the most successful. We've brought up Indomitka Sue, Buccaneers' latest acquisition on the defensive line. When he was in Miami, he took a little bit of time off. Nobody can really argue that. So, do you think it is seen by players where Tampa is a place you can come and slack off? I mean, we saw Darrell Revis do it. We saw Deshaun Jackson do it most recently. You hope Indomitka Sue doesn't do it. He seems like he's serious about wanting to actually turn this team around under B.A., but... I don't know. Well, that, like, it makes you think, right? Yeah. Um, it depends on the player. Uh, I think a lot of guys come to Tampa because they feel like it's a good, good opportunity. Like Shaq Barrett, I feel like he think he looks at this situation and is like, I can start here. Yeah, I feel good about him too, by the way. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, I think also they're going to have a pretty tough, tough decision to make next year with Nassib and Barrett being free agents. If both of them have a good season, I don't think they're going to find both. So they're going to have to choose one or the other. Yeah. Uh, so Barrett looks at this place and goes, I can start here, so let me go here. There's that type of guy, right? And I think that type of guy sort of wants to change it, but also is kind of like, let me, especially because he's on a one-year deal, he's like, you know, let me get mine, right? Uh, and then you got the guy like Chris Baker, who, uh, yeah, just didn't care, um, you know, wanted the paycheck and, and wanted to slack off and stuff, and uh, Deshaun Jackson, I mean, 
he wasn't been slack off as much as Chris Baker. No, but he was just a bitch. It was like... just, <laughs> Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson got in his own head. Um, he let he let his frustrations get the best of him. Uh, you know, when things are going good, Deshaun's good. When when things are going bad, Deshaun ain't good. Um, so, you know, and then you have the free agent like Vincent Jackson who comes here, and yes, the Bucks paid him a lot of money, uh, but he saw kind of an opportunity here, and now he still lives here, and he has communities here. Um, He's he actually going to be at my uh, my work next Saturday doing a show um, that I've done work on. Fantastic. You know, we'll have on the podcast. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don't, don't get too far ahead of yourself now. He seems like he might be the type of guy. Vincent Jackson is one hell of a community player. Make it make it happen, right? We're putting all the faith in you. You heard it here first, guys. Um, if if Vincent Jackson doesn't come on the show within the next two weeks, blame for him. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, don't do that. He couldn't close the deal. Um, uh, so, basically, Vincent Jackson played great here and then has foundations and stuff in Tampa and there's that type of free agent. So, you know, I think it really depends on the player. Um, there's some players that, you know, and recently it has been a lot of, like, one-year deals. Like, Brent Grimes, like, Brent Grimes for the first two years, like, he wanted to change things. But the last year, he didn't really care. Um, like, and it showed. The first two years, he was decent. And the last year, he wasn't. That was, well, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it had some things to do with Brent Grimes as well. We already saw what he said, but I think that was a case of his wife getting too comfortable just like she did in Miami. Yeah, well, I mean, that's always going to be... I don't know why he hasn't bumped her in a few years. Oh, he loves that hoe. Anyways. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, easy. All right. PG show here, guys. Um, anyway, yeah, so to answer the question, like, yes or no... No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think this is a place where players say, "Oh man, slack off here. Just go here and just collect a paycheck and just hang, hang out." No, like they all players like it's a business, but they want to win as well. Like there's not really many players that want. Like it's just like anything. When, when you're participating in a, in a race, you don't want to lose, right? Like, like like you know, like you want to win. Like you, you want to do well on a test. Like, you don't want to fail the test. So, like, any free agent, that includes Chris Baker. Chris Baker didn't have the mind of, oh, man, yeah, I'm, we're just going to lose a bunch of games. That's going to be all right. He didn't He didn't want to lose. It's just the only problem. He didn't want to put in the amount of work it took to win. So, so you bring up the Rel Revis. is the last thing I'm going to say. We're running pretty quickly, like, over. Um, the Rel Revis, to me, was a mixture. Yes, he kind of didn't want to be here but also this the coaching staff really screwed him over uh graciano's coaching staff the scheme they had them him run was not very good and it was didn't cater to him at all and if if uh if Darrell revis you know todd bowles if this coaching staff was there at the, at the time it would have been a whole different story and i think Darrell would have lasted more than one season in tampa but that's the way history goes. So to answer the question, no, I don't believe that camp is a place players look at and say, oh, man, like, let's just slack off here. You know, camp is an attractive destination because it is nice weather. It's probably a good opportunity to get the playing time and there's no state tax. So, right. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard to think that there's players that look like 
who look at any NFL team like that. You know, I mean, sure, you've got your longer tenured guys on a Super Bowl team might giggle and laugh at. There's uh, something. It's just, I, I can't imagine with the mentality, you know, these guys want an opportunity anywhere they can go, and that's the biggest thing is for a lot of them, for 95% of these guys, it is a huge privilege to play in the National Football League. Yep, there's only 32 teams. That's, uh, <laughs> that's it. So, yeah, I mean, you pretty much said everything I needed to say in that question. Huh. Man, I'm tired. <laughs> so, that's pretty much everything we've got for you today, ladies and gentlemen, here on Episode 60 of the Cannon Fire Podcast. But before we get ready to get out of here, we have a quick announcement for you. As you guys know, we are unofficially, officially kicking off our third season of Buccaneers coverage. You're going to see more content out of the show as the season starts to pick up. But with the season right around the corner, uh, we do something this time of year, typically every year. We haven't always been right. Never right, actually. Never right. But if you know what I'm alluding to, I'm telling you that our season prediction show is next week. I'm going to be excited for it. I, I think, Evan, I don't know. Uh, should we do this one live? Ooh, we can talk about it, maybe. Yeah, it's interesting. Right? It's interesting. Got to find a time. But uh, just want to announce to everybody that, like I said, the season prediction show is going to be coming up sometime next week. So uh, if you want to drop your season predictions as well, you can either do it this week or next week, either or. Guys, we cover it all. We do game by game, game by game, and, and how, like, if if we say they're going to win, why they're going to win. If they say they're going to lose, why they're going to lose. We don't just say, oh, that's a win, 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 loss, loss, win. No, we don't do that. Oh, no, 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 definitely not. We're so, going to do offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive rookie of the year, which I started – I don't know if we should do all as a rookie of the year because they only drafted one offensive player. Um, eh, we'll just do Bucks rookie of the year. All right, yeah, and we'll, when we do uh, comeback player of the year and uh, breakout player of the year, so be on the lookout for that, guys. That's also Bucks MVP. But yeah, I, I mean, you. I was checking out the bullet points you had sent me. You you literally sent me a text that's like, here's how I think we should do the season predictions. And it's game by game, offensive player, defensive player, rookie of the year, breakout player, and Buccaneers MVP. So, all that and more to look forward to next week on episode 61 of the Cannon Fire podcast. But with all of that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this episode of CFP. Thank you so much for listening, whether you were watching with video on YouTube or Bucks Report or listening over on iTunes, Spotify, and the rest of our outlets. Thank you so much to everyone listening. You can find the show on social media. We're on Facebook at Cannon Fire Podcast, Instagram at Cannon Fire Podcast, and Twitter is just Cannon Fire Pod. You can follow my ho- uh, you can follow my co-host Evan on social media twitter he is on there is evan underscore what the buck wtb um as well as bucks wave formerly bucks football but you can find him on instagram and twitter and you can follow me on instagram and twitter at reticus r-h-e-t-t-a-k-u-s actually it's above our heads on the video so make sure you tune into the video Thank you so much, everyone, for listening into the show. It's been awesome, and we are so excited to get this season underway. Until next time, I am Rhett, signing off for Evan, and we'll talk to you next time. Go Bucks! Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.